You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Patriots come with a blitz. Boyer back to pass. Off his back foot. Taking his shot down the middle. He's got Tucker in stride at the 25, and he's brought down at the Patriots 21. He got behind Jonathan Jones for a 48-yard strike from the 38-year-old. It's Unnecessary Roughness. Let's go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. Man, Vinny gets his beat to come into? Vinny gets his beat right here? Hold up, man. I don't know. I might have to overrule that one. Like, Sorry? I want Vinny to have the great sounds coming in, but that beat right there, that meth and red man, da 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 Come on now. Woo, that's fire right there. Welcome in to hour number three of Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920. It is very unnecessary today as we get down, and Vinny Bonsignor does join us on the phone lines. And, Vinny, thanks so much for sending over Aiden O'Connell and Brian Hoyer, that locker room sound. It was really good to hear from those guys. We got that on the show immediately. So what was your takeaway, man, talking to those guys in the locker room? What was what did your gut feeling tell you about those guys? Well, before I get to that, because if you're talking about unnecessary, you missed one of the most unnecessary um, commentaries ever in the locker room, and it was hilarious. And it was Jakob Johnson and Jermaine Illuminar. You know how those yep. guys roll yep. uh, with, with their German and English pride. And they were talking about the Olympics coming up, the flag football Olympics. Yeah. And, of course, they went to Germany and England. And, Q, uh, and to all our listeners, I, I know that it's on tape somewhere. I think Adam Hill taped it. This is one of the funniest conversations you're ever going to hear between a prideful German and a prideful Englishman about flag football and how their countries would fare against each other. I'm just telling you, talk about unnecessary. This was unnecessary times 10, and it was hilarious. But getting back to Europe, it was hilarious. I, I'll get you the tape. Yes. Um, but in terms of the actual uh, something very necessary, and that's who's going to actually play quarterback for the Raiders on Sunday. Uh, you know they're they're preparing both Aiden O'Connell and Brian Hoyer uh, as if they'll be uh, the starter. I think they've made their decision. I don't think that you know they would. Uh, they're obviously they're not going to announce it publicly. They're going to let the Bears think about it for a little while, prepare for whoever. We do know that it's not going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. That's for sure. Right. Um, my gut tells me that it's going to be Aiden O'Connell, uh, but. You know, I guess I wouldn't be surprised come Sunday morning if they decided to go with Brian Hoyer as well. It's going to be interesting. It really will. Uh, clearly, both guys are preparing. Uh, they both sounded very confident uh, in, in the conversation that you were able to have with them in the locker room. And so let's go back to Jimmy G real quick. And you're the one who tweeted out first that he wasn't going to be uh, active on Sunday. Do you know, do we have any kind of idea? Is this a multiple-week thing, or do we not know at this point? Um, we don't, uh, to be perfectly honest. Uh, uh, but, you know, for this week for sure, and, you know, obviously it's going to be monitored uh, from, from this point on. But, you know, he took a pretty big hit uh, on Sunday uh, against the Patriots, and it's not the first time he's kind of been leveled this year. Uh, there's, there's, you know, been very obviously he missed a game with a concussion. So, you know, he's taken a little bit of a pounding. Um, and so they're going to be as careful, as, you know, with him as possible. Big game, obviously. Uh, this game against the Bears, they got to me. It's, it's I, I hate to use the word "must win," but for them to to you know have any chance to make a postseason run, these are the games that they got to win. So in that sense, it's a must win. 
But then the week after, it's against Detroit uh, on a short week, by the way, or, uh, you know, having to play uh, on a Monday, not a short week, but, um, yeah. you know, a quick trip back back to the Midwest against a really good team. So you do wonder, you know, what the, in, in order to, to make sure that Jimmy's going to be around for the duration of the season and, and be in the best possible health for the duration of the season is what I really should say. Do you hold him out for two weeks, uh, especially with a big physical Detroit Lions team waiting the following Monday, but that's getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Uh, there isn't anything, you know, uh, that, that I know of uh, in terms of how long this is going to be, but, you know, I think you have to be prepared for, for all the possibilities. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. I wanted to ask you about the offensive line and what kind of, you know, do you think there could be any tweaks or changes to the offensive line this week, or do you kind of think that they roll status quo as they have so far? Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to continue on the way uh, it's been, and that's you know Thayer coming in. He started the game at right tackle. Um, you know, I know there was this, there, there, it almost looked like there was a little bit of a rotation going, but by rule, because they kick Thayer out to that extra tackle position when they go jumbo with the tackles, yeah, um, and he becomes a tackle eligible at that point. Uh, by rule, he can't slide back to regular tackle. He has to leave the field before he's able to come back. So while visually it looked like they had a little bit of a rotation going. It was actually uh, because of the rules. Uh, and, and for whatever reason, they prefer Thayer when they do go to that uh, jumbo set. They prefer, prefer uh, Thayer to be the, the furthest outside, which means Jermaine had to come back in and play some tackle. And then, you know, Thayer left, and then he came back in soon after. So it was kind of an interesting situation that was going on uh, on Sunday. But, but I would think that that's kind of where they're going to continue to be uh, for their foreseeable future, and uh, but we'll see who actually starts the game. Maybe they go back to Jermaine. It's 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 hard to tell what they're thinking uh, with that right tackle position right now. What do you think about Thayer Mumford though at that right tackle position? I know they use him all the time in the jumbo package, but do you think he's getting more comfortable when he is out there as just the, the starting right tackle? Yeah, I actually do think he is, and I know that he knows that he is and feels like he is, uh, and that could only be a good thing for the Raiders. You know, I think long range. They've got to figure out, you know, um, what that what that position is all about, or who's going to matter. You know, you go back to the draft, and uh, if you remember, Paris Johnson uh, from Ohio State got taken a pick before them. Yep. I to this day don't know exactly what the Raiders would have done uh, had had the tackle from Ohio State been on the board uh, with pick number seven, and maybe that was the direction that they went in rather than Tyree uh, Wilson. But you know, drafts happen the way they happen. Um, I, I, I do wonder if uh, Witherspoon had been there, what the pick would have been. I think it would have been Witherspoon at that point. So you never know with the, with the draft. And, and the fact that they were in on Johnson tells you what they think also about right tackle and, and you know, uh, that, that, that there has to be uh, some improvement there in the long range. And right now they're kind of making do. Maybe Thayer Munford could be that long range uh, tackle. I don't know if we have enough of a body of work with him to make that call, but he's certainly in the mix right now. I want to take you back to training camp, and, you know, they had um, uh, McClendon Curtis, and they also had Dalton Wagner. Obviously, Wagner got hurt, and McClendon Curtis got picked up by Seattle uh, when they was, you know, they, they put him on, what, the practice squad or put him through waivers, and he got picked up. How interested and how intrigued were the Raiders by those two guys? Very much so. Um, you know, and, and you sometimes have to make that gamble uh, with a guy like Curtis because, you're just hoping that you can sneak him through waivers and bring him back to your practice squad, and uh, you know, and, and that's that's the, that's where you, you know you sort of want to go with that. But obviously, there's 31 other teams, and you know, they're they're they've got their eye out as well. 
for, for, for talent. So at that, at that particular moment, the Raiders just felt more comfortable going with, you know, uh, a, a Meredith, Jordan Meredith as the backup. Yeah. And he's a guy that can play every position on the offensive line. So there's a lot of value uh, in that. And then obviously they went out with, they went with, uh, you know, Van Routen, Van Routen as the, as the starter, uh, with the veteran type, you know, uh, experience that he brings. So unfortunately, for those reasons, Curtis, you know, got squeezed out a little bit. But that happens sometimes. I understand where they were thinking with the Meredith, um, you know, uh, by, by keeping him because he brings so much versatility to that room in one body that, you know, he's almost like two players in one uh, because he can make he can cover so many different positions. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest, Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. How important are the defensive tackles, that interior rush going to be in this game, especially because the Bears like to run the rock? Yeah, and uh, good news for the Raiders, that's a group that's continually improving. And I talked to a whole bunch of them uh, this week, from John Jenkins, uh, Adam Butler, uh, Bilal Nichols. You know, uh, they, they've been kind of unsung heroes uh, for a little while right now. Um, I know it doesn't always show up statistically and in, in some of the big numbers that you're that you're looking for, uh, but they've steadily gotten better, and, and there's a lot of appreciation in that building for a veteran like John Jenkins, who's sort of the OG on that, uh, in that group and it extends over to the defensive ends as well. And as Max Crosby will tell you, his life is a lot easier uh, when the interior of the defensive line um, is getting pushed and, and making people you know, be aware of them. And from Jenkins to Butler to Jerry Tillery, um, you know, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're getting production, and the Ball Nichols, they're getting production uh, from that group, and, and they feel like the best football for them as a group uh, is ahead of them as they continue to develop chemistry and understand what their roles are and kind of feeding off of, off of each other. Tonight's the night that that whole group, the defensive line, goes out together uh, and hangs out, whether it's at somebody's house or they'll pick a restaurant, one of the local restaurants, uh, to hang out. So even that brotherhood that's being built uh, through all the outings that they have and, and what they're experiencing on the field, uh, I think has been really beneficial. Yeah, I do too. And Max points that out in the locker room following the games. You know, he's multiple. He said that multiple times. I heard Bilal Nichols when you sent that over yesterday. That was really good stuff. And that defensive line, man, is really the strength of the team. Uh, the defensive tackles are starting to play, and the defense in particular uh, is also the strength of the team. So they're going to be going up against Tyson Bajant. I mean, he hasn't been, uh, you know, officially named the starter, but I mean, just reading the tea leaves, that's what it's going to be. Not a lot of film out on him. You know, he comes from a small school. Uh, what are your th- thoughts? What are your expectations? Uh, how do you expect the Raiders to defend this guy? Yeah, um, and it is interesting. You know, you, you've got a little bit of the Vikings game, game to go on. You've got some preseason games to go on. And then you have to go all the way back to Shepherd University in West Virginia uh, to, uh, to to find some tape of this guy, you know. And uh, somehow, some way, he made it from Division Two to the scouting combine uh, to be an undrafted free agent with the Chicago Bears. And lo and behold, it looks like he's going to be a starter. It's interesting because literally a year ago this week, he was getting ready to play Westchester University. Um, <laughs> in, in I think they're from Pennsylvania. Uh, and they, they, he, they played them, and it was like 2,000 fans were in the stands. And like a year later, literally, like a year later, uh, here he is getting ready to start against uh, the, the, the Las Vegas Raiders and Max Crosby. And he said, yeah, uh, I think the opponent that I'm getting ready to play this week is a little bit better than Westchester. <laughs> so a uh, little different ball game, but uh, and it's a great story. But you know, here's the deal: he 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 prepares every week like he's going to be the starter, and he told reporters like like I have anxiety, I can't get comfortable 
unless I know the offense and the play call sheet down pat. So when he had to go into the game against the Vikings, you know, he went over to the coach and said, hey, look, I'm just telling you, you know, I know you have faith in me, but I'm just letting you know I know all these plays. Like, he felt good enough internally about it that he can convey that to the coaches. So don't think you've got to have any kind of restrictions. Don't think you've got to make it a little bit easier for me. I know the plays. So just understand that when you're making the calls. And what a great relief for the for the coach. Because usually in that situation, inherently, you're going to think, oh, you know, we got to probably uh, scale it back a little bit. But he told him, don't even worry about it. I got it down pat. Yeah, that is that's big time right there. That's something that Courtney Cronin told us earlier this week that, you know, he's talking the talk. We'll see if he's able to walk the walk when he actually gets a start as opposed to just coming in in a relief pitcher kind of role. Uh, as far as Josh Jacobs in the running game goes, it feels like it's getting better and better. Uh, what are your thoughts? You think this is a game, even though the Bears have a really good run defense, that Jacobs can really get going? You would hope so, and we've <laughs> talked about it every week. Uh, uh, but it, it, it hasn't, you know, happened at least to the extent that the Raiders and and Josh Jacobs uh, wants it to. But um, but they are steadily getting better at it. And I thought, you know, there were a couple of runs that got taken away uh, last week. One in particular uh, that would have given them about ten more yards on the holding call on Dylan Parham. So yeah. you know, it's not just making the blocks, and it's not just Josh making the runs. It's also being clean when you do it, so that you don't get any of them, any of those good positive plays uh, called back. So, um, but yeah, it's got to happen at some point. And you know, I also think that whoever the quarterback is, if they can, uh, as, as as Brian Hoyer showed in, on that throw to, to to Trey Tucker, you know, take some chances downfield, push the ball downfield a little bit because that's going to put that thought in the defense's mind. And now you got to make them really make a decision on how they want to defend the run. And if you're always going to be creep it up on the line of scrimmage and devoting extra bodies uh, to stop the run, then that's going to open up things downfield. But to, but to make them pay for those decisions, you have to actually make those throws and, you know, obviously complete them, but put that thought in their head. And so whoever the quarterback is uh, on Sunday, um, I, I think it's incumbent on them uh, to push it downfield a few times to help free it up for Josh Jacobs in the run game. Well, well, we'll close out with this. The The red zone has been an issue for a while, not just this year, not just last year. It's been a while now. But one for six is what the Raiders were in the red zone against the Patriots. Obviously, that's not going to win a lot of games. How do they go about, in your opinion, what's the biggest key to kind of cleaning up that red zone efficiency that they have? You know, I, I hate to go uh, on Devontae Adams here uh, on, on, on you, but it really does come down to execution. Uh, Q, I went back and watched all the red zone visits, and there were three in particular – you know, one that got derailed by the holding call by Dylan Parham. You know, it's first and four. It's first and goal from the four if that yep. penalty doesn't happen. DeAndre Carter drops what I thought was a touchdown pass. Q. Yep. Um, I agree. You know, the well-designed play, and, and it was a good throw. And, uh, you know, uh, you're not pointing any fingers at DeAndre. He did the typical, you know, sometimes you got ahead of, you get ahead of yourself. You're just thinking, oh, my gosh, score here, you know, and, and this was one second ahead of himself. And didn't secure the ball. That doesn't that doesn't help. And then the the, the throw to uh, to Devontae Adams, whoever you want to blame, I put a I put a lot of that on the on the safety. Pepper's been a great play uh, on yeah. that. It times it up perfectly. Got his shoulder onto the ball. Next thing you know, it's the Patriots' ball. Well, there's three opportunities right there to score touchdowns that they didn't get. So we could talk all of what we want about being creative in the red zone and all of that. But to me, um, it's it's players who make the red zone, not necessarily the plays, the play the plays that are called. So they gotta clean it up. And if they do, different results, better results will happen. 
I, I can see, hey, that, that makes a lot of sense. It really does. I, I would like to see it happen uh, because, again, you know, yeah. Carlson kicking four for four would be great if they're extra points, but he's four for four from field goal, and that's going to hurt you all the time. Well, really good stuff, Vinny, as always. Oh, before I let you go, Devontae Adams, since he came out and said what he said, I had no problem with it. I thought that's what you want your alpha dog to say. Coach McDaniels told us the same thing. What do you think, uh, what do you think his targets are going to look like on Sunday? Uh, well, if the quarterbacks were listening, and I think they were, uh, they're, 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 it's going to be more. And by the way, he, you know, he, he came over and talked to us uh, today just, you know, casually and was, you know, you know, I think the sentiment was he appreciated that it was reported the way he said it, right. which wasn't, there was no arrogance in what he was saying. And I, I can't, I can't say that loud enough. Um, and it, this wasn't about him necessarily. It's about what he knows he's capable of doing and how he can impact an offense in order to – we don't have to be winning these games that closely. We don't have to be coming down to the end sometimes against teams that we should be beating, you know, uh, uh, more decisively. And the way to do that is what he says. Get me the ball more. Right. You know, and better things are going to happen. This picture's going to look a lot better. So that's all he was saying. That it, you know, not that it's not about winning and losing, because it is. But it's, it's, about when, it's not just about winning. You have to win the way you're capable of winning – and that's more decisively than they have. And if they don't get on track offensively, that's going to cost them at some point, whether it's against a team that they're comparable to, whether it's a team that they're better than. Uh, if they keep putting these games into the last minute, you know, th- those go either way sometimes. So yeah, the you- point is, I could, go ahead, I could, help this, I could help this offense be better. Just give me the ball. Right, exactly. And I'll tell you, man, I mean, I was on ESPN last night, and, of course, everyone's talking about, you know, it's not, it's not about my benchmark isn't about wins and losses. So they, they painted the picture like he was being a selfish wide receiver and, you know, kind of that diva personality. And I, I told anyone who would listen, I was like, that is not what he said. Like, even listening to the audio, I was like, you can hear what he's saying. The offense is not good right now. For the offense to get better, the best player needs to be involved, right? I mean, it's just – it's not really – it's not a hard math problem. It's one plus one equals two, but everyone wants to make it way bigger than what it was. And so that's why he told you guys he appreciated you reporting it the right way because so many outlets, uh, including ones that I work for, have way overblown it like it's bigger than what it really was. Well, uh, trust me when I say he, he knows. <laughs> he sees all that. Um, oh, I know. You know, and, 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 and the fact is he kind of knows why that is, um, and, and I don't, we don't have to get into – the whys of that, but there's there's motivations to to crank things up, you know, and and to maybe sometimes misconstrue. And and his whole point was, um, you know, I appreciate you for for conveying it the way I the way I said it. And I and I told him that's our responsibility. It's, it's a pet peeve with Mike BQ doing this as long as I have, and I've talked to many young journalists about this. It's our responsibility to convey it the way it was said, not the way we want it to be said to make clicks or to for this or that or or to, to create a big headline, that's not our responsibility. Our responsibility when we ask somebody a question is to convey their answer uh, as exactly as they intended it to. That's, that's, that's our job, you know. And, and in this business, you can change things with a comma. You can yep. change things with, with punctuation. Um, and and, and I, I hate that about our business because I know that it happens. Um, and, you know, for, you know uh, I, I appreciated his appreciation for us doing it professionally because that's what it is it's not about taking sides it's not about liking somebody or you know trying to create favor with somebody that's what he said and we we reported it 
exactly the way he said it. Right, I agree 100%, and, and that's why it's important to get it right and, and be there and actually have boots on the ground and know what you're talking about as opposed to yeah. just trying to uh, interpret it from a 100-mile distance as many people do. Well, Vinny, great stuff, man. What are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, uh, uh, writing about you know the, the decision at quarterback. I could see it going both ways. There's some merit uh, on on either decision, but uh, ultimately, I think it's I think it's going to be Aiden O'Connell. But uh, but there's a lot of reasons why maybe it is Brian Hoyer. So I'm just trying to decipher it and trying to uh, create you know uh, or or just sort of paint the picture of of why either player might get that call. Yeah, man, we're all trying to figure out the same thing. We're all trying to answer the same question, and we don't have it, and we'll get it sooner rather than later, but we don't have it as of right now. Well, great stuff, man. Like I said, thank you so much for sending over that audio from the locker room the last two days. It's been fantastic. We got it on the air immediately. We definitely appreciate you, brother. All right, man. I appreciate you guys. Take care. All right, my man, there he goes. Vinny Bonson, you are a fantastic job. Las Vegas Review Journal and, of course, the morning tailgate, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on Radio Nation Radio 920 with Clay Baker and Lindsey Brown. Speaking of Clay Baker, he's going to be at Chickies of Pete's tonight, Thursday night football. He's there from 5 to 8 p.m. So if you're looking for a spot to watch week seven of the NFL get underway, uh, then you can do that at Chickies of Pete's inside of uh, Sahara, Las Vegas. Also, there's the uh, NLCS is going on right now between the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. It's knotted up at one. The ALCS is going to be a little bit later between the Rangers and the Astros. Uh, in that series, the Rangers are up two games to one, but the Astros actually play better uh, at, on the road than they do at home. So uh, that's going on. Football is going on. There's going to be hockey on. There's all kind of different sports on. So it's a good time to have a good time. Chickies and Pete's will be a great spot to go check out. Clay Baker, get hooked up with some prizes, some Raider Nation Radio 920 T-shirts, some, uh, some koozies, some cups. They have the new bottle openers that are fantastic. They're the hottest things going. Man, that's, that's what everybody wants. You want to get your hands on it? Clay will have it again at Chickies and Pete's inside of Sahara, Las Vegas from 5 to 8 p.m. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick and talk to a very patient Gangster Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, what's happening, Q? Hey, first thing I want to say, just imagine if Marcus Epps, um catches that interception against Pittsburgh and we win that game, we'd be four and two right now. You yeah. know what I'm That's all I want to say. But also I want to say congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces. You know what I'm saying? They pulled it out. I was worried about it. I called you yesterday. I was worried because my mm-hmm. girl Chelsea Gray wasn't going to play and the other starter was out too. You know what I'm saying? And so I was kind of worried. I watched the game. They was down at halftime. I still bet that they was going to win it. They they won me a little money. You know what I'm saying? But also, <laughs> you know, so they part of the Raider Nation family because Mark Davis is the owner, and they went back-to-back. You know what I'm saying? The Aces done won back-to-back championships. The um, Golden Knights, they the current Stanley Cup holders. The Super Bowl is in Vegas this year. It's on the Raiders. That's what I'm saying. To me, just get to the playoffs, and if we make it to the Super Bowl, being the home team in Vegas, that's a success to me. But anyway, I just want to say, and also far as the starter, you'll know how I feel. I say bring in AOC as a starter, come with a comprehensive game plan that's going to help him, not the way he's throwing it 39, 40 times a game and getting sacked six times, you know what I'm saying, like they did against the Chargers. Come with a cohesive game plan that's going to help him. And then if he's not performing up the bar, then we up the par, then we bring in Hoyer. That's what I, my um thing is. Because you say Hoyer, you know what I'm saying, he, he he comes in, he's a good, you know, bring in during the, the, during the game type of quarterback to me. You know what I'm saying? But if you've got time to plan during the week, bring in AOC, comprehend, I mean, make the, the game plan around him to where it complements him, not hurt him to where he's um getting sacked and fumbling the ball and all that when he should be handing off the ball or, or doing – short screen passes to help him. You know what 
know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. And also, um, Becky Hammond, man, she's she's a leader of people, not just a leader of men or leader of women. She's a leader of people. And I would um, love to have Mark Davis, as he's the owner of both teams, I would love to have Mark Davis lock Becky Hammond in the room with um, McDaniels, with um, Josh McDaniels, and just instill her spirit and her fire into him so we can get that same kind of spirit and fire, you know, in his culture. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just saying, let's, let's, let's some of that Becky Hammond rub off on Josh McDaniels. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep it gangster, y'all. I'm gone. Raiders! From L.A., y'all. Keep it gangster. There he goes, Gangster Raider. I can appreciate the call. And, yeah, Becky Hammond is fantastic. She really is. And she, uh, you know, learned uh, under Greg Popovich. She was on that staff there in San Antonio for a very long time. Uh, she was the summer league coach for uh, the Spurs for a long time, was able to win a championship here here in Vegas in the summer league. And now she's doing her thing in the WNBA with the Aces. And that was a great hire by Mark Davis, a fantastic hire. He went out and got the best coach available for the job, and she took them from where they were and put them over the top, and now they're back-to-back champions. First time that's been done in 21 years. Last time that happened, the Sparks were doing it right there in L.A. Let's get one more quick call, and then we'll take a break. Let's go out to H-Town, talk to our guy Nash. Welcome to the show. Hey, man, I really appreciate it. And a couple things, man, what you just commented to me, it's like, well, let's give Mark Davis a little bit of benefit of doubt when it comes to Josh McDaniels, man. we got so many Josh McDaniels haters, mm-hmm. and uh, it just like, let's give him a chance. Let's take a pause there and deep breath. Uh, just like your last call, I'm going to go with AOC for a couple reasons. Okay. I don't think this game is any more important than the, the Charger game was. The Chargers are a better team, and he had us on the five-yard line uh, with, after a lot of rookie mistakes with an opportunity to tie the game and potentially win the game. So, based on that, and then I even looked at the stats, Devontae probably wasn't the start, too. He was targeted 13 times in that game and had eight catches. So, he, he found a way to get the ball to Devontae in that game, too. And, and I think he is going to be able to play or has the potential to play more this year if uh, Garoppolo keeps getting hurt. So, I want to see what the kid's got. Uh, if he's really you know sticking to join up, we can always bring in Hoyer. But to me... Let's see what he's got. I think he learned a lot from that last game, and so I think I think we want to start him. Sounds good, Nash. Great call. Appreciate it. And again, that's that's why I I have open lines. That's why I have the don'tbebroke.com text line because again, everyone's opinion is not always going to be my opinion. I had a a tweet talking about I'm the president of the Brian Hoyer Club, and I'm not. I just give him my my opinion. And unlike some people who flip flop back and forth all the time, I don't I don't I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. I personally think Hoyer makes the most sense for one week for the same reason that Lincoln, and I didn't I didn't lead Lincoln. I just asked him where he would go, and he said Aiden O'Connell needs to have more than one week, right? It doesn't help him that much, his growth. And, th- and, and please hear me when I say it. That's the only reason I keep saying Brian Hoyer, because of the growth for Aiden O'Connell. He needs, in my opinion, more than one week and then stop, start. And then stop. And he needs to have multiple weeks. That's the only reason I keep saying Brian Hoyer makes more sense. Now the Raiders know. This is the thing that I'm trying to tell you. The Raiders know what Jimmy G, what they feel like his status is. And if they think he's going to be out multiple weeks, then hell, coach up Aiden O'Connell, let him rip. I'd be all for it. That's fine. But I don't think it helps him, the player, to start and stop as a young dude just trying to get his feet in the league. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not the president of any club. I don't get paid to give a certain opinion one way or the other. All I, all I get paid to do is give you my thoughts, and that's it. 
So that's why I can appreciate Nash, Gangster Raider, anyone else. You, you disagree with me, that's cool. That's what we're here for. That's fine. But please believe there's no agenda at all that I have. I, I, can't, I can give a rip. I want the, if, I, if there was a guy that I could point out that guarantees the Raiders would win, that's the guy I put in. <laughs> right? Because right? the team needs wins. They don't need to have a popularity contest. They need to have wins. That's what I care about. Losing sucks. 428 is the time. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. But yeah, I guess to answer your question even even more is, I mean, in order to be a great receiver, I think that needs to be a part of your mindset, certain ego that needs to go along with it. Something needs to be said about the fact that I can continue to talk while Keelan's back there breakdancing. <laughs> he needed that. Now he's good. All right. While he's doing that, I mean, what can you do in the game? I mean, hey, I feel like I can lock in in the games. If I can lock in during that little show, then I'll, I'll be good. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I can only imagine Keelan Cole in the background breakdancing. I like the uh, the little soundtrack that Ari put together with that. Well done there. I don't know, man. These little well dones, we got to cut this out when it comes to you, man. You're going to get a big head. You ain't going to be able to get to the door in the Finley Cadillac Performance Is Studio. Is that what you think? You're going to, man, you're going to come in and be like, man, he loves my music. That's what I need to do. Just keep banging that great music, and I will never do anything wrong. Oh, I don't think that, but I do definitely uh, lean on that music to, to, you know, get me through some tough times sometimes. So. I'll tell you this, man. <laughs> I was hot. I was hotter than fish grease last night, man. I was doing my radio show on ESPN, and you know, because you assisted me with a lot of the music, um, the the music for our, our rejoins and our our opens, and so we have a large uh, library of music because of you. That I said this is game night soundtrack. This is the image that I want the show to have. This is the sound that I wanted to have, and. This dude who was kind of newer on the board, so I gave him a little bit of slack, but I was still hot. You know, you know when I get mad, and you know that I'll get the little oh, I know. slow, slow sounding. I'll emphasize certain words here or there. I mean, you know, most people that's listened to me for a while knows when okay, he's irritated by something, and usually you can pick up on it. This dude came back in last night to "Cult of Personality" by Living Color, which don't get me wrong, is a good song, right? Don't get me wrong, really good song. Not the image of that show. So I'm letting the music ride out, and I'm listening to the Cult of Personality. Again, good song, not the image of the show. So I said, it is game night on ESPN Radio. You know, and I said it real slow and really emphasized it, and they knew then. (laughs) At that moment then, (laughs) they knew, "Uh uh-oh, this dude is not happy. (laughs) We whipped it, man. We got through that segment. And I said, what the hell was that? <laughs> and he said, uh, Cult of Personality. I was like, I know what song it was. I'm saying, like, what was that? Oh, I'm just a song I pulled. I was like, yeah, we got our own soundtrack. So I left it at that because he was kind of new, right? Not trying to be a jerk. I mean, slightly jerk, but not really. <laughs> so I said, all right. So I left it at that. I was like, all right, this dude's going to pick the music down from the actual specific music. Dog, two breaks later, he came in with something that I've never heard of. 
And I let that thing ride out till the song was almost over. I mean, I, did, I was just like, what in the blankety blank is this? Like, in my mind, that's what I'm thinking. So after that segment, I go, what in the hell was that? And he goes, oh, I don't know. I've never heard of it. I go, yeah, you know who else has never heard of it? Nobody. <laughs> None of us have ever heard of that. What the hell was that? You know, my first question is, is this person older or younger than I us? don't know, man. Some dude named James. All right. That's so, a tough one. That's James, a tough one. <laughs> James is not my favorite guy right now. <laughs> hey, James. So I told him, I said, look, Jack, is, we got this thing called the Game Night Folder. We've got a ton of music in there. That's where you pull the music from. And I said, the girl next to you, Tara, the super producer, she knows where the music at if you don't know where it's at. Oh, okay, I'll ask her. Yeah, please do. I was oh, so yeah. – and, I, look, he's, again, he's a newer guy, so I want to cut him a little slack. But I was hotter than fish grease, man. I'm getting hot just thinking about it right now. <laughs> I did not expect – that. I didn't know that's where the story was going yes, at first. So. Yes. And then even that last song, I thought you were going to be like, oh, it was amazing, but no. No, quite the no, the song was terrible. Yeah, you Absolutely gotta... terrible. It was so bad that the guy I was doing the show with, Jeff Turn, he's actually from South Dakota, and he likes a bunch of weird stuff. Like, he'll put, like, fruit, fruit roll-ups and donuts together. Or he'll put – like, he's, he's weird. I mean, he's a cool guy, but he's weird. Like he, and he does weird he, – like, he's a guy – he likes to do bits. Just different things. He's yeah. a bit guy. He's the guy that will be on Radio Row at the Super Bowl, and he'll ask a UFC fighter to punch him in the gut. Like, that's just stupid. Why would yeah. you ask a UFC fighter to punch you? And he'll put it on YouTube for likes. I mean, he's, he's a bit guy. He's like DeMond would do something like that, right? That's, I, I, I don't I, even I, know if he would go that No, far. I think DeMond would do it. Just because he'd be like, "Oh, that's cool, get attention, right?" And I'm not that guy. I don't want to get. I don't. I don't need to get punched. Like I don't need that much attention. Nah, nobody <laughs> so, needs that. But he he'll do stuff like that. And so anyway, so he's the only one who recognized that song. So and and he and he even tells me he's like, "Hugh, I got this weird food thing for you tonight." And I was like, "I don't. I'm good. I don't need it." And like he'll put like Krispy Kreme donuts with some weird. Like he just he does weird stuff. Like he's he's like like Demond goes and gets dollar steaks at the dollar store. Like, he would do that, too. But he would combine it with, like, a fruit roll-up. Like, he'd get a dollar steak and then put a fruit roll-up and melt it on top oh, or something. Man. Like, he's dumb like that. Like, and likes to kind of just be like, look at me. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm doing something edgy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this is a this is a fine delicacy in South yeah, Dakota. I can't. Well, you better keep that in South Dakota. My gimmick is being away from all that stuff. Like, I won't touch anything. You can try to give me a steak and fruit roll-ups. I'm running away. That's Yeah, exactly. I'm sure not getting no steak from the dollar store. Yeah, preferably. That's that's, uh, that's the mom, but that's the mom's thing. But yeah, that that dude Jeff Turn, he was the only one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, meet up guy. Or no? Excuse me, meet up guy. Hey, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the meet guy. That's the meet guy. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to give you the hookup. Drop a camera. <laughs> Shout out to JT. JT's got all the hookup, man. <laughs> I need sure to have do. half the hookup. I need to have half the hookup that JT has. If I had half the hookup, man, I'd be all right. I'm trying to get that. Yeah, you but. got me for now. So. Uh, well, you know, you know the that, music will be right. Yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> hey, look, weird. I got to start somewhere. I got to start somewhere. You know, <laughs> that's half the battle. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that was uh, you. You always get the music on point. I could hey, appreciate. I try. Gotta I have, could appreciate. Gotta have that. something. <laughs> All right. Well, this is what we'll do. It's uh, four thirty-nine. Let's get into some NFL quick picks. You want to take a quick break and then come back nah, and do it? You want to just do it right now? Nah, we'll knock it out. All right. Let's go be hammer ready. it out. We will, both went ten and five last week. Even though Ari thought we both went 11-5 and, and there was only 15 games, so that tells you how good his math is. 
The important so, thing is I didn't give me an extra win or you an extra loss, so, you know. No, you didn't, but you gave <laughs> us an extra game that wasn't played, so I there's that. about that. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, go ahead, all right, let's go ahead and knock this out. All right. Uh, fast in a hurry. Ah, uh, this one is killing me every week with New Orleans. Uh, I'm, I'm going to – can we just skip this one? Jacksonville in New Orleans. New Orleans, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Trevor Lawrence is going to play. I, he's got a is he? uh, yeah, was, he's he's going to play. He's got a leg brace on though. It's not right. very promising. But that I, New Orleans offense is not good. They're just not good. And that's not a shot at DC. It's just not good. Their defense is good. Um I want to go with New Orleans and just say they're at home and they're going to win, but my gut's telling me no, so I'm just probably going to take a L on Thursday night. I'm going to go with Jacksonville. Well, the good news is so am I, so we'll take that L together. There you go. All right, Buffalo in New England, eight and a half point favorites. That's you know too many points. Is. That's too many points, but we're not p- picking against the spread. So I got the Bills to win, but that's I think eight and a half points is too much. My team, the Commanders. Who beat you pick? Week. Who are you picking? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought it was just obvious. Buffalo, yeah. Oh, I, what, am I crazy? I would never pick yeah, the I'm Patriots. Just, saying, just asking. I'm just saying. Uh, Washington, which I am crazy about because I beat you last week with them. I got yep. them. Two and a half point favorites over the Giants. They're at. Uh, they're in New York. But still two and a half favorites. I got the G-Man, man. Darren Waller's going to have a big, a big game. He just uh, saw his wife, Kelsey Plum, win a championship, um, and he wasn't featured on ESPN, which is a shame. Uh, they went around the crowd, and they showed everybody else and only showed Waller like once or twice. And I don't know. He plays bat- he plays football in New York, so he probably should have been one of the main guys they showed. But instead, they had Stephen A. Smith with his hat <laughs> on his backwards. Weird so there's yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll roll with the Giants on this one. All right. Good deal. I like some, uh, some what do they call that, parody. Uh, some more of that. The Falcons are in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's two and a half point favorites. I'm going with the Bucks. Man, I want to go with Tampa Bay, but I feel like that that plug's going to come out. And I don't like Atlanta, though. You know what I mean? I don't like yes, them. I like I B. John know. Robinson. I don't trust them. I have Atlanta circled on my, my paper, so I'm going to roll with ATL, but I don't feel good about it Ooh. at all. All right. I got you right down there for Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, Detroit in Baltimore, three and a half favorites. Uh, three and a half point favorites are the, ball, are the Ravens. I'm kind of surprised that they're favored, even though they're at home, so they get three points. So, I mean, I guess that's the reason why. It's a really close game. Detroit, I told you I'm I'm, I'm at the party now with them. I'm there. Yeah, we here. I'm still going to go with Baltimore. Oh, man, I'm loving the way this is shaping up. I'm going with Detroit. Boom, there it is. All right, what you got? Skip over here. The Browns in Indianapolis against the Colts with no Anthony Richardson and no Deshaun Watson for Cleveland. But I'm taking Cleveland. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, their defense their is defense, killer. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about them at the end of the year. Like, man, remember how great that defense was? Too bad that team stunk. They didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah that, that, <laughs> that defense is killer. Jim Schwartz is going to be a head coach again next year, which is probably a bad thing. But he's earning that just because of what he's done with that Cleveland defense. So I got the Browns for sure. All right. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers in L.A. against the Rams. Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites. That's another one that I'm surprised at. The Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah. But, again, they're at home. Uh, I think Pittsburgh's playing better ball. I'm I'm gonna pick the favorite. I don't feel comfortable in it though. I you know because the Rams they can have good Rams or bad Rams, <laughs> right? They're three and three as most of the league are. I mean look at look at the schedule. Look at all these teams, right? Three and three, three and two. Yep. Three and three, three and two, three and three, three and two, three and three, three and two. You know what I mean? There's so many three and, and and two teams, or three and three teams. I'm gonna go with the Rams. Um, that's probably another L I'm taking. Which one did you go with, Pittsburgh uh, or the Rams? No, I'm taking that L with you. If we're, okay. we're, we're going down together. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Arizona in Seattle against Seahawks, who are seven and a half point favorites. I guess that's that's not too a many points. Too many points for Seattle, but I, I'm taking the Seahawks. If I was p- picking against the spread, though, I'd go with the Arizona. There you go. I got the Seahawks as well. 
Green Bay in Denver against the Broncos. They're one. <laughs> the Packers are one and a half point favorites. Right. Um, and I'm going with them. I think they should. Yeah, Probably I got the Packers happen. as well. They're not they're not as bad as their two and three record, and they're sure not as bad as that one and five record from Denver. They're just not. They're a better team than that. Denver stinks. Uh, they might not win another game for all I know. Yikes. So uh, I'm gonna roll with the Packers for sure. Chargers in KC, big AFC West matchup. Chiefs. Chiefs are five just, and a half point favorites. As they should be. I'm just surprised at that number versus like some of the other numbers throughout. Well, the their offense so hasn't been amazing. clicking that great, but their defense is good. They got McCole Hardman. He'll get up to speed quick, fast, in a hurry. They're they're working out physical. Uh, they're giving a physical to Frank Clark today, so he'll probably be added to the mix sooner rather than later. That defense is legit from Kansas City. The offense is still trying to get get their feet under them, but I, I definitely believe the Chiefs win and uh, drop the Chargers at two and four. And I think that that's a good thing. That's a great oh, thing yeah. for the Silver and Black. Chargers are kind of a mess. All right, this one, and I'm just gonna say this is a toss up for me. So I'm literally gonna pick the opposite team of you here. Simply because I literally, I it's so even to me. Miami Dolphins in Philly against the Eagles. Philly's two and a half point favorites. That means nothing. Um, yeah, that's Sunday night football. I'm so glad the Raiders play early. They play at 10 a.m. Pacific time. I get to watch the game. I get to analyze the game. I get to break it down. I get to do whatever I need to do after the game to be able to sit my butt right on the couch and watch this Sunday night football game or maybe sit at Pizza Rock and watch it or whatever the case may be. Watch this game. Enjoy this game. Miami, a lot of people are going to jump on because they score so many points, and Philly's coming off that tough loss uh, where they look bad. Jalen Hurts looked bad through three interceptions. He's thrown more interceptions this year than he did last year. Like, There's a lot of reasons to pick Miami. I got Philly for every reason I just gave you because I think that Philly is going to come back and they're going to show that, yeah, we're not as bad as what we put on wax uh, last week, right? They're going to do what the Cowboys did after coming back from that whooping against San Francisco, or they're going to come back and do what Miami did against after they had that whooping by Buffalo. Uh, you know, just they're they're gonna they're gonna come back to uh, come back to who they are. I think Philly gets a big victory on Sunday Night Football on national TV and kind of throws their stones on the table and says, "Yeah, how you like me now?" Okay, I, I think whatever team wins is gonna do that. But I'm gonna take Miami. Just like I said, it's it's literally a toss up for me. So yeah, that's I, smart. Now I have just something to yeah. And San Francisco and Minnesota. It's not even close. Easy peasy. Yeah. Yeah. San, San Francisco Frank. bounces back from their loss that they had to Cleveland last week. Uh, they beat the brakes off Minnesota. Minnesota starts looking at their roster and saying, who can we trade? Who can we trade? And who can we trade? So I got San Francisco. All right, which means before we hit that break, uh, sigh, sigh, sigh. Uh, well, the, I, there's not even a sigh. It's Raiders and Bears. The, the sigh is are, because I know we're both picking the Raiders, and, that's, and that yes, means that's it's fine. one less chance for me to beat you. I'm a competitive guy as well. I am yeah, I'm not your producer for nothing. Okay, I got you. Look, that's fine. Keep Raiders it. are three-and-a-half-point favorites right now. Uh, I, I just think that the Raiders will win. I don't know. I don't Honestly, I don't care who's starting. I know who I think should start, but it's not up to me. It's not up to anyone. It's up to the coaching staff, and they probably already made their decision. But I still think that the defense is good enough to keep them in that game and, and really lead them in that game, and the offense should be good enough to score. They should put up 20 points. Hell, I, on the crossover edition, I said 24, and that would be a lot. Right? That's a lot great. of points since they haven't done that at all this year. But the Bears aren't good, and they know it. They're 1-5. in five, Right? I know it's in Chicago. I get it. I know it's an early kickoff. But the Raiders, there's no excuse for them losing this game. There really isn't. And I'm hoping that on Monday we're not talking about what the hell happened. Uh, and they're three-and-a-half favorites, the Raiders. So. Yeah, for sure. Three-and-a-half yeah, point I'm, favorites right there. I'm so. going with them as well. So, And I think, to be honest, I think they should cover the spread too. All right. I think they should, but there you go. So those are our NFL quick picks for week seven. Picks guaranteed to go wrong, but we're going to do what we do anyway. 11, Again, we both went 10-5 and five 
last week. 13. And I'm, try- I'm trying to learn you, man. I'm trying to learn you. 13 games total. That's the yeah. important Yeah, part. exactly. So you'll come up I with like, hey, ready. man, we went 7-7. Seven <laughs> seven. How? <Yeah. laughs> How? Ari comes up with an extra game in his head. I stay. I don't know. I also sometimes come up with extra losses for you, so I don't mind you uh, double-checking my <laughs> list. I'm going to have to. I got you a couple to. times where I was like, man, I did not pick this team. I, here right. it is right here. <laughs> That's why I write it down. I write it down. I, I am circle mad at it. you. Exactly. 447 is the time. Great job, Ari. Appreciate you. Uh, we'll come back. We'll close out the show just like that. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. With your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Coming up tomorrow, this show will broadcast live from Buffalo Wild Wings, 150 East Centennial Parkway will be the location, 2 to 5 p.m. We'll send you into the weekend the right way, get you ready for some Raider football coming up on Sunday. UNLV is in action on Saturday at Allegiant Stadium, so that'll be fun as well. So uh, that'll come again, 150 East Centennial Parkway, Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm on tour each and every Friday. I'm like a rock star, I feel like. Go from one Buffalo Wild Wings to the other, to the other, to the other. And, you know, I think it's really cool to do that because there's so many locations. And so depending on what side of town you live on, it's like, oh, hey, he's over on my side of town this week. Okay, cool. Yeah, we can stop by for a quick minute. So many people say, I've been waiting for you to come to this one. So that's cool. Really appreciate all of Raider Nation that shows up and hangs out and even just stops by and says what's up. Sometimes it's just a simple, hey, just wanted to actually meet you in person, listen all the time to the station, listen to the tailgate, listen to JT, listen to you, and just want to say hi. And and that's awesome. I mean, I really do appreciate it. We do, as a radio station, appreciate when you come out and support us, and uh, we want to support you as well. I'll be locked and loaded with a bunch of prizes. Coors Light will hook me up, T-shirts, jerseys, uh, the new, the brand-new uh, bottle opener uh, that we have. That's Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, it's got that logo on it. Shout out to Natalie. She did a fantastic job hooking that up like a dump truck. Man, that was awesome. Uh, that's one of my favorite prizes that we have. And all kind of other stuff. Buffalo Wild Wings usually gives us a little bit of stuff too. So uh, we'll be there. You know, there'll be plenty of action on the TV, so we definitely encourage you to come on out and hang out. Before me, Harry Ruiz will be on. Of course, he's the Latino voice of the Silver and Black. He'll be on from 12 to 2. Uh, and he's obviously, he'll be on Deportes, 1460 Deportes, our, uh, our Spanish station. So, uh, yeah, there's all kind of different options, man, for you on a Friday. Like I say, work is so overrated. You might as well get up out of there and uh, leave and just say, you know what, boss? I'm out for the weekend, man. I'll come back and see you on Monday. I'll be back on Monday and see what they say. He'll be okay. I promise. It'll be okay. And if not, Buffalo at Wild Wings has plenty of beverages that you can, you know, wash down your sorrows if things don't go right. Good job, <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, you know. And, hell, maybe they're hiring. No, I'm just saying. It's a good, it's a good time to have a good time. So we definitely appreciate all that. I want to get a couple texts in. Jim from Yonkers said we should start O'Connell. We need to find out about him. We're playing the Bears with a backup. Playing Hoyer doesn't help us for the future. Start the rookie, and Hoyer is accustomed to coming out of the bullpen. Thanks for a great show at all. Uh, it all it all falls back to Gruden. Uh, Gruden's boy, Nate Peterman, LOL. Yeah, Nate Peterman is the third-string quarterback there in Chicago. And, you know, it sounds like Raider Nation wants to see Aiden O'Connell, so maybe that will be the guy that is, in fact, behind center come uh, Sunday. I just want to see the guy that's going to win. That's what I want to see. That's the most important thing. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the future is not really uh, important right now. What's, what's important is wins. So if Aiden O'Connell gives the Raiders the best chance to win, so be it, right? Put him behind there. I just want to I want to be able to come in on Monday and talk about a dub. <laughs> and I know Raider Nation does as well. That's all I care about at the end of the day. Whoever gives the Raiders the best chance to win is the one I want to see behind center. Uh, 707 said, so I'm not sure who I'd like to see it start a quarterback. 
when the consensus from guests like Lincoln and other whom know way more than me is Hoyer, that's what probably would be best as much as I'd like to see the rookie. So whatever helps us in a win. As much as I'm not sold on McDaniels and think he's not the coach and makes ridiculous game decisions, the dude still has more football knowledge in one pinky than most of us have altogether. So I'm good with whichever decision it ends up being. That's probably the best way to word it right there. Right. And that's why I lean on our guests that we have, because guys like Lincoln, they'll say something that'll make sense where I'll be leaning one direction. He'll say, yeah, but this is really what's going on inside that locker room or whatever. And again, he's got the knowledge. And that's why we have the great guests that we have each and every day. And and of course, we have Raider Nation, which is the best fan base in the country. And you are the greatest. So we appreciate you in a major way. We'll be back tomorrow for Buffalo Wild Wings, 150 East Centennial Parkway, Raider Nation Radio, 920. Have a great night. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.